Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on or in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor, and today we're going to be talking about navigating the ups and downs of starting your own business. There we go. And as of today, we are just peachy, just Ooh, glorious. Happy Monday to everyone out there. I know this comes out on Fridays, but... We had to record early than normal because we slightly got behind schedule from all of our travel and realized we were making our, our Gabe, our poor producer, try and turn it on in less than 48 hours, which was really not cool. Yeah, no, not fun on that end. Although he did get it out, so multiple weeks that, in a row, though. Yeah, just a champion. So yeah, so shout out to Green Green Screen Studios and Gabe, absolutely crushing it. So what's the updates? Where are we sitting before we get into our lovely topic of the day? I'm gonna let you take over the updates because you're just it's it's a spicy Monday, everyone. It is a spicy Monday. It's a good Monday. We have uh, one of our customers is still growing, still doing a lot with them, which is fun. We had a awesome no today. Definitely was a coin toss in the beginning. I would say. Fair. And he he looked at me weird audience. It really threw me off. I didn't know if I said something I wasn't supposed to or Oh no, 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 no. no. It's one of those moments of we got we we got approached for it. So it seemed yeah. like there was going to be some engagement and obviously there's excitement behind it, right? Someone approaches you to yeah. work on their business. Hard to not get excited about that, especially being relatively new still. Right. Even though it's been six months, which feels like not a yet. month. This is the sixth month. The we are sixth. rolling into rolling it, in. you know. But uh yes, yeah, so we'll dive into that later. What else is going on? We already told them about our sponsorships. Oh, my wife's business. We will be getting Shelby on here. She was supposed to get on here today, but uh, too busy with her her business growing. Give the audience a little bit of a feeling. So my wife started her own spray tanning business, mobile, in February, and she is taking off uh, an insane amount. So in less than two months, to me, it's impressive. <laughs> a business account has nearly 250 followers. She's spraying famous athletes' wives, famous influencers, all because she's just this truly genuine, kind person. That is reaching out to people through a cold message, and she built a phenomenal uh, social media page where people start reaching out to her going, hey, who runs your social? I want them to run mine. And she's like, oh, that's me. Uh, so, And then she came to me. She's like, why? What does this mean, run their social? I was like, okay, I'll, we'll talk to you about the marketing business side of that. But uh, So she's crushing it. I actually took Sunday afternoon off from my stuff to work on hers again. So it's twice in two weeks, which makes me super happy that to see something that we are in the background, America. She's my wife pouring into it, and it's working, which is super exciting on her end. So, yeah, so that's taken off. I love it because you both have full-time jobs and then still doing this on the side, and then to watch it be growing the way that it is is absolutely astounding. And I'm not surprised. If anyone knows both of you, I would expect nothing less. Not putting pressure on you guys. but No. Well, the pressure's on me. She's already <laughs> performing. <so. laughs> I would say outside of that, it's we started going down the cold call train a little bit. Um, you could, I'm going to still label it somewhat as cold calling, but I'm reaching out to somebody I know to see if they'll introduce me to somebody they know. So technically, you could call it a warm handoff, uh, an introduction. I would say it's a warm handoff, introduction. But the trick is it's still cold call at first because the odds the person you're asking will do it drastically dwindles no matter how much they say it in person. So I still see it somewhat as some some spicy meatball cold sauce on top of that. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you make your pasta and it's already warm and then you put the warm meat on and then I'm the weirdo who doesn't like stick my pasta or the sauce in like a bowl 
to warm it up on like the stovetop or a pan. So I'm like, then it's another dirty one. So I just pour it on cold and then I have to nuke it. I know weird, like who does that? At least you commit to nuking it. I'll just pour it on it and be like, well, the spaghetti yeah, is you don't pretty like warm. Hot foods. I like, know. <laughs> Slight bias there, but still. So that's our world where it's still a little bit of a cold call. Like it's warm-ish, but you still got that cold sauce you're throwing on top, you know? Oh, yeah. And with all the events that we have coming up, I'm just, I'm curious to see how that starts to flourish and we see some ROI on that. You, yeah. So I ordered our banners. Beautiful, clutch. by the way, everyone. Yeah. Excited to show those on social. Eric Dahlman, Adaptive Creative. He made them. Clutch work. Well, he designed them, I should say. We're ordering them from... Anyone who's out there as a local printer, if you're listening to this, please reach out. We tried to work with someone local, and their prices were two and a half times Vistaprint. <laughs> and I am all about supporting local, but we're talking for my wife's product and mine combined was $1,800. And I just ordered all of ours for under 500 So I was like, well... <laughs> I'm Very not going local, y'all. Sorry. With inflation the way that it's going, I mean, no, not, yeah. not to run down that path, but yeah, order that. Hard argument. We have our big event Wednesday, yep. so that's a pretty big deal. We are up to 63 registered, custom America glasses ordered, giving away a free bottle of bourbon because of Abdo. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So, it's going to be a fun time just to see how that changes the perspective because a lot of people, I think, just struggle to believe that we're going to be around for a while. And that's totally reasonable. I'm not going to argue that in the slightest, but knowing that that's what we're running into is kind of half the battle. I'd say it's a great transition to our topic. Yeah. So audience, to be completely transparent on the way here, Thor looked at me. It was Devin, do you know what we're talking about today? I said, absolutely. We're going to talk about our three biggest failures or lessons since we started our business. Because we've... uh, Hit rocky roads. We definitely have throughout the process. Like here and there, it happens. And I know a big reason Gabe supported coming behind us and helping grow uh, America through podcasts was because of our willingness to be transparent as we grew a business. So I know on LinkedIn, it looks like all sunshine and roses are going to all these cool events. It is a blast, but it also, it's kind of like that. You went into like the locker room, you just got the crap beat out of you, and then you put a bunch of makeup on so you don't look bruised, and you go out there and just start <laughs> socializing. It's really what it is at first. So... Do you, you got one on top of your head you want to throw out there? Where where do you how do you want to toss this coin or man? I'm I'm just gonna fire out with what we were talking about on the drive in is just making sure that you're asking enough questions. Oh, you just stole is, mine right off the top. Uh, of I the had plate. to. It's, it was it. it's a you know it's the low low hanging fruit. It is what it is on that end, but I think it's valuable because and it's it's conflicting though because you don't want to overwhelm someone. So obviously it's going into it with some strategy um, and feeling things out as you get opportunities to, but. Definitely feeling like we need to pivot and move quickly on what we're asking potential clients and making sure that we're very methodical or even more, or really just kind of critiquing, trying out, critiquing back and forth. Yeah, I'd say critiquing really hits it on because we are selling an intangible service, which out of anything I've prepped to go to market for, give me a product, give me something tangible any day over selling a consulting service because I have built... GTMs for food, food consulting, which is still more tangible because you're dealing with menus and price points and things you can hold on to. I've done it for Shred. I've done it for electronics. Uh, We're working on it for jewelry companies, beauty companies, podcast studio, content creation, all these other areas. We've built them out and building out a consulting services is not fun because I would say a significant amount of motion and different personalities behind it for each person you're selling to. So it takes continuous crafting of your approach. 
That and all the different relationships. It's such a relationship-based service, right? Mm-hmm. Because someone's handing off their small business to you to really go, here's my baby, take care of it. Yeah. And having faith in the end result, which they may be, they may believe in, but the process to get there is something that they may not be willing to commit to. Yeah. Even though that's how you are going to grow. So change... Telling people that they need to change and having them accept that is always a difficult thing if the relationship isn't there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So on the question side, I'd build on it with just kind of to wrap up that first lesson we've learned, we're going to go through a handful of them. When you're on a sales call or you're talking to an investor or you're talking to a vendor or a client, whatever it is, it's super important to make sure when you are asking and crafting your questions that you think about all the different angles and thought processes that customer or vendor or investor could be coming from. Because what we're stumbling into is there's about 14 million angles, depending on the individual's background, the individual's preferences of how they want to grow, the industry in, the amount of revenue they're doing. So we don't have this typical sales conversation we get to have. It's constantly pivoting. So we've really learned on this last one that they ended up saying no on don't get me wrong. I never stop at no. Like I responded back. I definitely know the service they want we provide and they want to work with us. Shame on me for not communicating the values and benefits clearly enough to that customer. However, the pivot we're making in our future conversations is there's this dichotomy in our world where people either need to look at us as an investment or a purchase. And so right now, a lot of people look at what we offer as a purchase, which if you think about when you buy something on Amazon, you want it now, instantly. Come to my door deliver my food, you know, Gade's podcasts are going to come, they're shoving up, I'm going to sit down, record, and I'm out, and I'm just done. Well, ours isn't that way. It's a it's a long-term before you see value add versus Gabe's, you get a video in a week. My wife's, you get sprayed that day. Crown Jewel, you walk away with your watch. You know, we could keep going down the, the list oh, yeah. of things. Ours Very isn't easy. instantly tangible. And so if we have a customer who sees this as a purchase, then we need to help them understand our product and our service isn't a purchase. It's a long-term investment. And if they don't see that, that's totally okay. But then they're not our ICP, right? If we go back to the GTM series we did and we respectfully mm-hmm. part ways and help point them in a direction that will help. Oh, yeah. We leave them in a, leave them in a solid place yeah. and do what we can <clears throat> to just but, keep that relationship there. Because it's one of those moments where businesses that that don't that don't take advantage of building the foundational items early on inevitably we'll have to reapproach that at some point when it starts to rear its ugly head. Yep. And that and that's where it's trying to build enough value early on and through that relationship to have them see that at the starting point if they are a startup or they haven't been in business for a real long time um, versus the allure of the comfort, comfort lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's... Um, which again, not in any kind of a bad way. Like who, if you can run with it and get it to a certain point where you're comfortable... Hard argument on that end, but at some point there's got to be a bigger play or a longer play there. And that's where we really, I think, are going to flourish more on that end. But to be able to come in early on and adapt what we're doing, especially on the sales side, that's just fine too. It's just, yeah. it's, it's that a, a expectation setting. Yeah. And that's, so that's, that's our, a big lesson from our most recent no. I think Thorne, I always do really encourage everyone doing this. Whenever you, don't win a sale, close a client, whatever it is in business. Remember, it's a, you have a fail moment, we'll call it, right? Sure. Please stop blaming anyone around you. <laughs> it's so easy to. I used to do it, but literally when I got the emails, I like, okay, right away my question was, what did I do wrong? Like, why did we get to this point where we have this disconnect in communication? 
because I would have rather had, hey, I just don't want to spend this right now because that tells me, hey, not our ICP. It makes sense. Like, because we did under due diligence, but the phrase that came across, it was, hey, there was a disconnect in the communication. So whenever you are out there and you have a, a loss, uh, take time, sit down, really figure out what you did wrong. Don't ask. Don't If any of the blame goes back to the customer, you're never going to win. Oh, or the yeah. vendor, it 100% falls on your shoulders. And yeah, that's just that's just part of that equation that people need to, you know, let happen and soak that in because otherwise you're not going to go anywhere. You'll just be stuck. Well, it's failing forward, right? I yeah. forget who is constantly saying that, but that's one of those like motivational moments of like, nope, nope, you, no one's going to get to the top with a flawless run. That's just unfortunately not how the world works. And you need to kind of just be prepared for the failure. And that's, I think, what you're talking about is being yeah. able to just accept it and be like, okay, so we we didn't win it. Where did we go wrong? How can we improve for next time? Yeah. And that's super important because it's, again, it's setting down the ego. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone ties it normally back to Ooh. someone else's fault. And you're like, come on. But So I would say on that, the second I would add lesson I've learned is what I want to do and how fast I want to do it is 99% of the time not the pace or craft that other people want. And it was a huge breakthrough because one thing I've, when I got into consulting, right, I felt like the more I bring to the table – the more knowledge information I bring after my two months out there doing all the research and then boiling it down in an easy, digestible fashion and putting all that in front of someone, they would see, hey, my value, my money is well spent. He does know stuff inside out. He has a ton of recommendations. While that is good, and I would put it in a form that was easily digestible, it wasn't digestible from a implementation standpoint. And so a big thing I've learned is going, hey, you can show very high level, look over here, this is, this is what we've done really cool but now we're this is what we're working towards that here's where we're going to start and out of good grace and and patience green screen was a big breakthrough on that we worked with gabe and he was like hey all this makes sense but like wow like there's a lot what of do hours I do with it? you just gave here. me yeah blueprints to build a house and i uh i've not built a house yeah and it's before. that learning of like in my head i was like well yeah you just go a b c d e f right and but in Gabe's head, same thing when we do a podcast, he's like, well, yeah, why don't you do A, B, C, D, F, right? And so I was like, oh, okay. And so after that, we had a huge win right after his meeting about a week later at another client's because we had we have everything built out. I want to give them it all. And quite frankly, right now what I'm giving them, I feel like it's like, you know, like mashed potatoes you'd give to a kid because it's a baby. It's all they can digest. And I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But in their world, like this is earth shattering. This is super helpful. This is driving revenue. And so it's taking that time to live in the other person's shoes consistently that you're working with rather than just your own. Otherwise, you're never going to take a step forward. And oh, so that's 100%. a big lesson in my world is how I think in process. And it's just affirmation. I used to always think I've n- everyone knows this. It makes sense to everybody. Well, no, just like Mm-mm. in other people's worlds and Ryan's world, everyone knows what a good watch is. No, I mean, I didn't even know I had to wind my watch. OK, I'm be dead <laughs> honest. Like all since I stopped working, I was on Google. I'm like, my did watch I, is Did I break ticking. it? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. And they're like, well, wind it. I'm like, what? So again, in his head, super simple. Mm-hmm. In my head, I was like, this is earth shattering. And so in your business, remember what is super simple to you often isn't to 99% of the world around you. There's a reason they engage you. So again, boil it down and, and do spoon feed them 1% at a time because in their business, that will be earth shattering. So they're not doing anything in your realm. Otherwise, they wouldn't have engaged you. I would you. say it's why, it's why you're there in the first place. Yeah, no, it's well, and it's that. And then I guess having those failures and taking something away from it, but understanding that everything kind of happens for a reason, not to sound like cliche by any means, but I feel like there is 
plenty that we're doing to continue moving forward to just acknowledge what our failure is, learn yeah. from that, but keep moving forward because that's a, one of our early failures, right? If, if we can call it that up in St. Cloud, right? Same sort of moment yeah. of like, had we won that, it would have been amazing. Like we would have crushed it. I have no doubt in our ability to actually like fulfill it. But from an emotional relationship standpoint, I think there would have been a lot of stress and headache and we wouldn't have been able to do what we've been doing had we landed that. So right. some things just happen for a reason, which I know not everyone likes to hear, but we're we're in a we're in a pretty decent position. Yeah. As as bad as it hurts at times. And and that's just again, it's a reminder that hey, we do want to be successful. We want to obviously win clients, but if we can build relationships, you know, when when we do have those failures still and just keep moving forward, I guess I'm not going to be bent on shape over it. Yeah, and that's what's crazy. It's like none of our failures left a bad taste in anyone's mouth. It wasn't like we were, you know, like blew up and flipped the table. And we're like, oh, you're God. a moron, right? Like, no, <laughs> we didn't do that. It was more of, hey, we just don't need it. And they were they were still impressed that we had to offer. We're like, we just don't need that. And that was our lesson of going, okay, but in our head, it's a failure. And in, in my world, I never saw them as failures. Everyone's like, oh, you gotta, you know, you're scared to fail, blah, blah, blah. Like people are, right? They talk oh, about sure. that concept. I've never felt that. And people are like, you know, I've failed so much in my life. I've learned so much. And to me, I just, I'll never be a fan of the word failure because I don't think it was a failure. It's just, it's a, it's a lesson. That was me. Um, <clears throat> Throwing mine on mute too. <laughs> that was, it's just a lesson to be learned. And again, I guess I could be cheesy and going, it's not a failure. It's just a lesson. But I just, I'll, I don't, I'll never view it as a failure because it's so derogatory in my mind for my personality. But you're, I think we're, so the angle that you're taking, though, is someone that's setting the ego aside and being able to go, hey, yep, I am taking ownership of my own failure, yeah. air quotes, and learning from it. So you're not yeah. seeing it as a failure. You're seeing it as, well, I still took it a step forward. I yeah, still I was moving in the, the relative direction that I wanted to, and I'm not going to let it set set me back to where right. I think there, and not to generalize by any means, but there are plenty of people that will see that or it, had they been in our shoes four months ago and taking that yeah. and lost it, they would have given up then. Right. And it's like, don't just, you, you need to just expect that it's going to happen. And we both are on the same page with that. So I think that's why it turns into a lesson relatively quickly on that end. <coughs> Cause otherwise, yeah, I don't know how anyone would do this. And I feel like the majority of people that are starting businesses are brave enough. If you've, if you, if you're brave enough to start it, <laughs> you're yeah. brave enough to keep mu muscling forward through air quotes failures right yeah. right so what else, what what's another lesson oh. thrown in your world you've another lesson man i would say it's communication on our end just between us because i can't fathom if you had a, a group of people let alone just two people or if you were by yourself how you how and who you choose to reach out to and bring on board to hold you up yeah. and keep pushing you forward <clears throat> Because there have been plenty of moments, especially in the last month, that I know that we've been talking to each other and, or just this last week, going through some life changes, selling the house. Um, I had to be gone for close to a week because getting everything tidied up and moved out and everything else. And Devin's flying solo to a few different events and some client meetings and not the greatest of times. And then I got to go do that because he was busy with Dell <laughs> right after I, I had gotten back to work and literally an eye-opening moment of like, hey, no, this is one of those moments where it's super, I mean, important, I guess, on my end, and I would assume just as important on yours, but to have that support system. So having people around you 
that enable you to keep moving forward. And that's something that's a big lesson to like look back on and like reflect. Cause yeah, I kind of didn't notice at first or didn't believe it. I'm like, Oh, he's good. No worries. Or I'm, I'm good. I got this. That's just fine. <laughs> and then you end up out there and you're like, wait a minute, actually I need my partner in crime. I'm like, Nope, this is, this is vital to the success. Yep. Yeah. I, I would say it's to build on top of that is whoever started the business needs to have the nerve to bring up the hard conversations. Cause I would say it's one thing I do phenomenally well is I will hit a point where I go, all right, it's time. And thank you, Shelby, my wife. Cause she's part of what's motivates me. It's like, Hey, it's okay. You're not like this savage animal when you do it. It's good to have it <laughs> is you need to have that hard conversation. You'd be the one who is comfortable and confident enough to go, Hey, this isn't going well, which means you don't attack the person. You don't attack their identity. You don't attack the personality. It's going, this situation is not working. And then the flip side, you're really good at receiving it and not getting defensive, which I would say on the flip side, I can easily get more defensive. Thor can be easily just avoid a confrontation, just not talk about it. And that's why we work well together because I'll just go, all right, it's time to have this. And if I'm the one to bring it up, I'm normally very calm, even if someone comes back and is like, hey, I disagree, vice versa. He can take the first blow and still be confident enough to hold his ground in certain areas that he thinks maybe I'm wrong, which is really good and part of the equation. So the big takeaway I would say is communication, but one needs to be ready to have the hard conversation, bring it to the table, and the other one needs to be easily receive it and not get defensive about it. Otherwise, it'll turn into an argument, which ours never have yet, which is interesting. No. Ours arguments <laughs> normally occur once just like random <laughs> one-off. Someone stabs somebody after they didn't get enough sleep or something, and then they just get all feisty. But. A situational thing of like, <laughs> well, we, we haven't eaten lunch yet. It's been a long week. Yeah. But then it, I, it's I kind of like fighting over the in-laws, you know, like the husband wife. Hundred percent, and and it's one of those moments of knowing. I, I feel like again, not to, that I, I mean, I tie it back to this, but having a brother, yeah. same sort of thing of like, no, we're gonna beat the absolute tar out of each other, but we're still gonna be brothers and like make up afterwards and be like, yep, that's just fine. But like, no, yeah, when we were, we were talking about that the other day, right? Did we talk about that on the podcast when we were around Jared and absolutely we were just beating the brakes off each other and Jared was oh, just, probably was. Like, what is going on? And it's like, no, 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 that's just something that needs to happen. But it's always a mutual thing on, like, the back end of either I'm I'm going to get blasted or you are and vice versa. And it's all in just having a conversation still. And, like, you put it best of it's not anything to do with, like, your character or who you are or any of that. It's just this is the situation. This is what we both agree on, right? Like, you're frustrated. I'm frustrated. You bring it to light. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been waiting, like, a week to talk to you about that because I'm just being a baby about it. And we're on the same page out the gates because we're both sitting there and we're both being bothered by something. But yeah, constantly working on the communication and growing on that end, especially for long-term growth. Oh yeah. Huge. And I can't fathom again, I to have like a group of four, if you went in with a few buddies no. or friends or whatever, and you're, you're building something together, make sure you set time aside. One, just to cool off in general, if it's been a busy week, month, year, whatever, so that you can have that downtime and just relax. But keep the lines of communication op open and have some way of initiating because yeah. no one, at least I don't I know. Say, if no one has the nerve to initiate on your team, then go get a third party intermediary to sit down and once a month have that conversation because it's going to be needed. I don't care who you are, how hardworking you are, how good of a personality you have, how smart you are. Life happens, which means life happens to your business, which means you're going to lock horns and it's going to get ugly. Uh, it's just lock part of the horns. process. Mm -hmm. I know Thor and I have done it. I would say next piece I've really learned is not taking people who are cold at first personally. And we were talking about this with my father-in-law 
this weekend. So we all went to Bingo Burgers and Beer at Excelsior. It was a great time. Father-in-law and uh, mother-in-law rolled in afterwards. I was like, Tor, stick around. You'll have fun. Went out to, was it Wyzetta Grill for yep, dinner? Yep, yep, yep. And we had this long conversation where Thor and I were talking about how we had this big breakthrough where older individuals can be really cold towards us at first. And what we've realized is they're just protecting themselves because they have been hosed so many times. And some of you out there I know have your own business. You've already been hosed just a handful of times. Imagine how your personality and your perspective has already changed. But imagine someone who's 60. Same thing, right? And so we've realized a lot of them will stay cold. But if you keep showing up, there's these handful who are really the ones who are movers and shakers and change things will warm up to you. And so that's a big lesson I've taken away is don't obviously the whole cliche, don't judge a book by its cover, even though I think I'm pretty good at it most of the time. When they're older, don't judge a book by its cover, or even more importantly, at least take the time to understand the perspective and the environment that said interaction occurred in. Were they busy? Were they in a rush to go somewhere? Was it an upbeat event where they had 40 friends there they're trying to catch up with? Was end of the quarter, it didn't go well, right? Like there's all these things like my dad always said when I was a kid. He goes, if, a, if you ever ask a girl out and she says no, ask again in a week. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, what happened that day? I was like, well, I don't know. He goes, exactly. Oh. You have no idea the mood she mm. was in that day you asked. So why would you, you don't know if she'll say no the next week? And that's something I take into every aspect of my life is if it seemed sharp or off character from what you've seen of said person, take a step back. And even if you don't know him, again, take a step back, think about it and try again versus mm -hmm. just shutting it down. I love it. Hey, that ties back to the failing <laughs> thing, though, of like, hey, if something, you know, didn't go right the first time, don't. Don't back off it. It's just fine. That's, yeah. It's the only way forward. Right. God, dad, in, insightful stuff. Yeah, there. right. That's I was like, mm. That's really, that's a lot deeper than I was A lot deeper than asking get. a girlfriend now. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. No, because, well, I mean, in, in business, it's tough because a lot of it is all who you know, like, and trust. And it's like, well, if you're first meeting someone, again, if you're, if you're flustered or jaded from just a couple interactions or being told no or putting yourself out there and getting burned, yeah, now add 20 years on top of that. Yeah. Like. Yeah, no, I'm going to have an opinion on that, and I'm going to want to make sure that I'm vetting out who's in front of me or who I'm going to choose to support. Yeah. So, insightful. So Man, I feel like we could have had a laundry list. This is just all off the cuff, guys. I'm going to be Indeed. honest. Like, wild on that end. Um, yeah, communication. I'd say off the cuff because you said that now. It just right away in my oh, head I thought of something. Here we go. Is the need to be unapologetically yourself – and wear your heart on your sleeve. I would say it's caused the most Ooh. pain, but it's also delivered the closest friendships the fastest. That's deep. You 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 understand what you're asking people to do. Oh, right? I do. Like yeah. That is massive on that end. Like absolutely huge. Like it's super hard to do, but I would say I wouldn't be close with Matt or Eric or even I would consider Gabe someone I'm oh, getting yeah. closer with every every time we're hanging out here and as I get excited about his business, it's literally in the last two weeks. I'm like, I'm treating like my baby now. He doesn't know what I stole it. It's in my arms. I'm running around with it. But there's these people you'll meet. And unless you're unapologetically yourself right away and wear your heart on your sleeve, you'll never become close to them. And these are people I've be we've become close with in less than 60 days. Like it's like, Which is weird to think wham, about. Wham, it feels right? way longer than that. But no, that's that's a big ask, though. Because that's one of those moments of obviously being cognizant of manners and how you carry yourself, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Not, not to detract from the being genuine, but as long as, yeah, 
being polite, cognizant yeah, of like, your what behavior, you be but honest like, about your hobbies, genuinely, be honest yeah, about your joys, being genuinely honest. Laugh at the corny jokes. Talk about what you want to do on the weekends. Like just it's okay be to be vulnerable. Yeah, it's okay there is to be nothing vulnerable. wrong with that. That I mean, if you're throwing yourself out there and someone stomps all over that, then then they're just showing their true character, and that's an easy way to <laughs> decipher them or yeah. vet vet them out. I'd say so. That's priceless. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so what are we drinking today, Thor? Um, so you had picked it up, which good job on your end, because as we're driving here, I was thinking, I'm like, he probably, I'm like, I don't even want to bring up the bourbon thing today because it's just kind of a spaghetti mess Monday. Um, and we're driving and he's like, hey, I grabbed a bourbon just as a heads up. I'm like, oh. It's Thank a good you. Day. Thank you. Okay, we're we're turning the franchise around. That's just fine. We got a big event tonight. This is perfect. Uh so we are drinking it's Deadwood Tumbling Dice. Straight bourbon whiskey, heavy rye mash bill. Yes. Single barrel, barrel proof. It's 115 proof. Cool looking barrel and logo. Interesting. What do you what do you Flavor notes, thoughts, comments. Well, I wanted to find, I swore I saw the mash bill on here and I wanted to read it because I was like, that's not a high rye. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's 36% rye. What is, what is considered high for the audience? And Ooh, I have no idea. Good too. question. I would say, really, anything over like your six to 9%. Oh my gosh. At 36. Yeah. This is like a, you'll see like your, Medium rise, I would say 10 to 20. I haven't seen only a handful over 20. I would say a lot more common between that 6 to 10, 6 to 9, just because most people, we've been running into them lately, like the sweeter bourbons, which is wheat-based. I don't. Also, I turn into, like, you know, red apple and I drink it, so that doesn't help. But It I is just a little funny. It's so mild. I would say. It is. Yeah, your your six to nine, maybe up to six to ten is your more average for a So rider. thirty is just astronomical. This is thirty-six, yeah. So thirty-six, this is, yeah. This is aggressive. Whoa. It's not bad. It's got a lot of heat on it. I feel like there's not a ton of like huge bold notes by any means. I feel like it's kind of linear. Not to be nerdy by any means, but a lot of heat. And that's about it. First drink is always terrible. Back to Devin's let lessons that he's giving out about bourbon. But first drink is kind of brutal. Second drink in like sip, I should say. Yeah, the first one on this is definitely cleaning the palate. Like it's it's got some heat. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I said, someone's coming to get us, Gabe. We are about to get taken. I love that we, we both just froze. We're just like. I was like, I feel scared. Gabe, come save us. Oh, yeah. Um Shout out, by the way, everyone, if you haven't noticed, brand new equipment at green screen. I know I, this is a hard pivot, but the noise caught me. Nope, I was seeing so the same thing. new headphones, uh, new mics, new stands. He has a new board over there. He makes a bunch of sick sounds on it. I love it. And it's because he is doing far more mobile. So, we, And we'll be diving into that in an episode coming up. Back to the bourbon. I love it because it's not so mild. I'm just so excited that I'm oh, sipping yeah. on a cheaper bourbon that isn't. How expensive was it? It was, it was between forty to sixty bucks. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, no, and it's honestly, it's an easy drink for having as much heat as it has. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would say you're right. There's probably three notes I get off of it. So if I was to label this bourbon, amazing to introduce into heat, 
because it's not going to be overwhelming. I, though, would give it a solid seven and a half to seven and three quarters because of how well that heat is balanced inside of there. And I love heat. I'm just tired of the really mild bourbons. That's fair. And it's still a bourbon. It's not a rye whiskey, which is a relief. And half time I dip into that world and that can get a little heavy when you're drinking straight rye whiskey. So that's mine. Seven and a half, seven, three quarter. I'm going to give it. And as for anyone listening or watching, definitely you need to like rye with heat, not burn, but heat. If you don't, don't even touch it. Waste of time. Yeah. So heat is way different than like a liquor bite. Right? Yeah. So it's like, no, I would say, I mean, trying to like pick out flavor notes, kind of that really light, like almost burnt caramel yeah. to, a, to a degree. It's not, but yeah, I would say, yeah, man, I want to say seven, but I don't want to copy you by any means. But it's something that if it wasn't at your house or we're out somewhere, it's to, to, to be able to drink it neat. Nothing wrong on that end. Yeah, I expected a six and a half or seven idea. Definitely okay. not up to my level because I just like warmth a little bit more. But just like you like grass more, so we're you know we all have our places. Oh my goodness! But, just so being a baby, I'm a I'm a, I'm a catch you off guard. Oh, it's, I'm pumped. I haven't had to just a slap you no. question in forever. What's the biggest emotional lesson you've learned, or are currently emotional lesson or state you're going through since we've started Marikai? After January 1, 2023. Oh, good Lord. Um, like, and you can decide if you're leaving, you know, the heart on the sleeve or you're taking it off and kind of find a cute canned answer. Oh, gosh, no, no. Um, I would, I would have to say, and this is probably more off topic, not necessarily business, but not making excuses. The lifestyle thing yeah. of like, I forget who I was talking to the other day, but we were, we were just going back and forth about stuff. And they're like, so what's, what's it like working with him? I think it was during the twins thing. I'm not sure. Someone had asked and I'm like, oh yeah, no, there's just, there's no excuses ever. Like there is not an excuse. And it was relevant to the, to like the, the personal conversation I was having. Right. But I would say it's just not having excuses yeah, and just being right up front with it. And that's one of those moments of like, nope. Nope, there's no reason. And all I, all I think back to is my is my twin brother literally loves going to the gym, has gone to the gym for 15 years. Literally when people are like, well, I just can't find time. Like, I don't know. I just can't make it. I want to, but I can't. And he's like, can you wake up earlier? Well, I mean, like I could, like, but... there's your excuse. <laughs> are you waking up at five? Are you getting up at six? Are you getting up at seven? Like you could make it happen. And that's, but that's with everything though, across the board. It's just like, nope, I'm late. Yep, I'm late. Yep. Nope. Hey, I didn't do this. Yep. Nope. Just take ownership. But I would say, I know it's not directly business related, but from like a personal standpoint, like I would say hundred percent that. Yeah. I like it. That's just me. Like literally, cause I just die laughing and people are like, I still will never forget the, a company I used to work for. So a team member was like, do you really want to go work with him? You think that's going to be easier? I'm like, no, I know it's not going to be easier, and I know that he's gonna he he can be a monster in the best way. Again, I love my brother to death, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna just cuss, but he is the biggest asshole on the planet. But I love him dearly because he's always right. Because it's like, well, are you just making excuses for yourself, or are you like, do you honestly like was it was it out of your control? Right. And you're the same way of like unapologetic. Like, I'm not mad at you. Just understand, you could have made a better decision. Yeah, and it's like. Oh, I want to get mad at that and fire back something, but it's like, 
it's not worth it. But what do you it, do, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I have nothing left. So I would say, yeah, it's just taking ownership of everything and not, like not letting yourself make excuses because then you just don't do stuff either. That's yeah. the other half of it. And I give you credit because for all of you out there to just cut straight to the point, Thor has worked years. In the last two years, really hard to say years because then people might think it's like 20. But the last two years to transform a lot. And I would say his biggest crutch was society's crutch of mediocrity that an excuse lets you to keep doing what you're doing. And he's constantly fought that. And I would say my favorite trait about him is he's not afraid for me to call it out and he doesn't get mad about it. He might get a little spicy and fire back, but it's super fun. I just pull like my spreadsheet of facts and statistics and then it just gets shut down. And then he goes, why did I even try? Why did I even argue? And I go, I don't know. I'm uh, trying to figure that out still. But uh, <laughs> thought that's what the conversation was about. Yeah. yeah. What about you though? I was... When I asked you, because it came in my head at the end, I was thinking about it, and I think I'm going to ramble for a solid like one to two minutes on it to try and boil it down to a, a simple nugget. But anyone who knows me, I'm an extremely emotional person. Like, that's who I am. I ride my highs really high, and I ride my lows really low. The difference with me is I don't stay in my highs or lows at all. Like, I will pop, I'll hit a high, and I drop right back down to level and just keep running. Or I'll sink into a low and I'll pop right back up to the middle and keep running, which is super unhealthy because you're burning candles at both ends and of the stick, as, as people say. And I would say through that, I've learned that when you function that way, it's super easy to never feel in a state of calm, which is really not good. And even though I'll get in a state of calm long enough to make a smart business move, the rest of my life and the people around me that aren't in business will experience one of the two other chaoses that exist in my life. And so people see me in business and they're like, you're just this level-headed, straight down the path, go, go, go. But in my own business in the background or my own life, it is just this sphere of just love and life or what is happening. And so I've had to work really hard on making smart decisions for our business without using emotion because it's so it's tied into one i don't care anyone says like business isn't personal when it's your own it is it is oh. everything like i am america america is me it is like you know the spider-man movie where the spider-man becomes the evil black one it's like stuck to him and they become the same thing uh, venom right venom oh yeah i i've never seen the movie i just saw like three minutes by the gym that day. i was like that is intense i was like that's a perfect analogy for what i'm going through it is you are one and so what I've learned is you can't make emotional decisions to live in that emotional state, but also realize, and this is the caveat that I'm really going through right now, is you may have to do something that's psychotic the rest to the rest of the world if you want your business to succeed. And that's where I'm sitting right now is there's a, a psychotic move I can make. And most people are like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you ever do this? Don't do this. What are you doing? And I did it once a year and a half ago, and it turned out well. But at the same time, most people never understand the emotional state they live in. That's like, but if I don't, that emotional state of wondering is 10 times worse. <laughs> and I don't want to say what the Holy last smokes. piece is, you know, yeah. leave my heart on the sleeve, yeah. but it's allow the emotions to come because they're good to feel, but learn how to, and don't try and separate you and your business. You are one. Just mm -hmm. learn how to can let the emotions drive some of the decision, but not the majority. Because you have to sometimes do crazy things because well, that's just part of it. I think with what you're getting at, <laughs> the mitigation factor there is 
you're running 9,000 miles per hour. Yeah. And just be cognizant of that and aware yeah. of it, right? Kind of redundant. But as long as you, if you're moving that fast to be able to just slow yourself down for those moments of like, okay, do I need to respond to this immediately? No. Take a, Just take a minute. Yep. Give it five minutes. Give it 10. Nothing is going to change in those 10 minutes that hasn't already happened. And I think, and I've watched you grow from that because there have been plenty of situations that we're in where we get something and it's, you want to jump on it really quick. And it's like, nope, no, nope. Just, and I've seen you do that yourself and be like, let, let, why don't we just go walk? We're just going to walk for yeah. 10, 20 minutes, go grab an energy drink. Back. I was like, can we just walk <laughs> to the convenience stores of the Skyway, get a monster, come back, and we'll keep working. Yes. And I think that's that's the lesson that everyone can take from if to get a business off the ground, to be business mindset, to have everything and just be running at it with full steam, understand that if there are setbacks or anything that come that come up, because inevitably they will, understand that as badly as you want to run forward, just take five minutes to just stop breathe yep. and understand no, nothing is going to change in that moment that's going to affect your decision yeah but sending out a message really quickly there's some there can be regret oh, yeah. there so and i would say to to build on that i know we're coming probably up on time but i really don't care to be honest for anyone who owns a business please take the time to enjoy the little things. Like when I ordered the banner and I saw a logo on there, like I was super excited and I only let myself feel for probably five seconds. Cause then right away my head was like, just cause you have your name on a banner doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean you're going to get a sale. doesn't mean you're going to become something that's super unhealthy. Anyone who struggles out there with that, please hit me up. We can definitely, you know, form a group together cause I work <laughs> on it daily. But allow yourself to feel the hype. Now, if you're on the other side, don't overhype yourself just because you have your, you know, your logo on something doesn't mean you're successful either. But in the end, it's super important to enjoy the journey, to have fun with it, and be also willing, like we said at the very beginning, one of our first episodes, if you truly want it and the tipping points there, you need to be ready to do what most won't do. Whatever mm -hmm. that is, for everyone, it's different. I don't I don't know. You could have to invest money. You could have to ask for an investor. You could have to quit a job. You could have to go pull 20-hour days for three weeks. Whatever that it is. Sacrifices will be made. Sacrifices will be made at some point that's super pivotal. So anyone who's sitting at home still questioning it, start imagining those. Start imagining where you are. Start imagining circumstances and make sure whatever the it is you started is it big enough of a that there's something there that I'm willing to make those risks? That is that would be my final note for the takeaway here. Beautifully said, Devin. And as always, stay humble, stay hungry, and stay at it. Mm -hmm.